everyone was telling me I must interview this person for the sake of this piece and anonymity and also I really do not want him to complain about me I call our scholar and writer for this piece this person they said and I knew that he's an expert on Iran he has written more than eight books about Iran US relations he has he he gives lectures about Iran US relations and then he's a renowned scholar Iranian scholar and teaches in a famous university in New York City in his new book, he's talking about incompatibility between Islam and the West, and he calls it illusion, illusion of uh, finding compatibility between Islam and the West. Since this is a new book and he is this famous person, we thought that maybe interviewing him, I mean, it's going to be beneficial for our podcast, also can help with the traffic and download. So um, uh, two, two reasons. Uh, we sought to find this person. To tell you the truth, I really didn't know about uh, this scholar because although although he's Iranian, I've heard about him, but I didn't know him. I started researching, researching and learning more about who he is, the books he's written and the kind of mindset he has. More I researched in more in-depth, I learned more about, you know, his, uh, his ideas and mindset as was really uh, mostly negative towards Iran and towards Islam. I couldn't find a positive um, anecdote about Iran, no mention of Iran culture, Iran kebab, <laughs> Persian kebab, who really doesn't love Persian kebab, no mention of Persepolis or um, Iranian hospitality or um, the magnificent architects of our buildings in Isfahan or Yaz or many of the beautiful, uh, beautiful things that this culture offer. And he mostly focused on politics, on Hezbollah and how Islam is really um, ruining the Middle East, so to speak. Although I learned about all of those issues, but since this is a new book and uh, I am a producer, I decided that I'm going to give him a benefit of doubt and I want to talk to him. I want to talk to him and to learn directly from him about his perspective of, uh, of the issues. I didn't have the book at the time. Uh, first, I, I requested a hard copy of the book from his agent. And then since he's very famous, very uh, busy, very um, traveling so much, we exchanged more than 45 emails until one day he called me. Here's what was happening. I was getting ready for my interview with Lisa White, author of Rooted in the Body. And the book is about Arabic language, Arabic literature. She is a scholar and instructor in Arabic language. And um, the interview for me was a challenging interview for a few reasons. Lisa doesn't give interview to podcasts because she told me that she gets nervous and she's not very comfortable, especially with video recording. Just booking her was a bit challenge. 
my job as a producer and in not in this show in in that particular episode but in any episode is to put my guest at ease uh, to trust me and to talk to me the best interview ever is when uh, you have a guest says oh uh, i uh, it's an interesting question i haven't thought about this idea when this kind of things happen in an interview, you know that you are on the right track because you are making your guest to think thoroughly and to think about new issues and uh, give a spontaneous answer and think with you throughout the program and make make a conversation and not just back and forth Q&A, make a conversation. So um, I, I was just, you know, knew that I need to be very ready for this, uh, for this interview when this person called at 10.25 a.m. about 35 minutes before my interview with Lisa out of the blue. Since I know that it's very difficult to get him and he's a busy person, I went uh, against all my <laughs> producer's um, um, code, if you will, and decided to answer uh, the phone call. So I answered and I said, hey, Salam, this person, how are you? I didn't expect uh, your phone call. And he said, Salam, so, uh, hi, Sarah, how did you know it was me? So I explained that, yes, your agent accidentally included me in one of the emails that she sent. Uh, she sent you in that particular email. She was mentioning your cell phone and then she was she wanted to update about whether or not the cell phone is changed or not. And then I got your cell phone. So therefore, I am answering the phone. And then, you know, just putting myself very quickly together, I, I said, okay, so, um, I mean, I really wanted to learn more about your book. And I asked the, the open up question, if you will, um, ask him, so what happened and why he decided to write the book? What he said was extraordinary. He said that I thought it was necessary to explain incompatibility, if I'm pronouncing the word correctly, incompatibility between Islam and the West. I really do not see path forward between these two civilizations. And um, if we say there is, uh, we are living in an illusion. I mean, <laughs> oh my God, I was... First, throw off the track. Second, I was thinking we are booking people who are peaceful bridge makers. We are booking people who are advocating for connectedness, for getting together uh, and for loving and compassion and kindness. And this person is talking completely opposite. And I was right about my hunch of never booking him even if he drives a very large uh, traffic, doesn't worth it because it's just against what we stand. Anyway, I let him talk and he talked non-stop non for seven, eight minutes. Again, another disqualifier because in a podcast, uh, you, just cannot, you just can't talk forever. You have to give a space for a conversation. 
Anyway, he talked and then and then I said, okay, thank you so much for calling me. I need to talk with my editorial team and get back to you about the, um, the future, the fate of this episode. So I'll be in touch with you. I hung up the phone. Uh, I get myself quickly together, uh, get ready for Lisa's uh, interview. And um, we had a very good conversation. I called Lisa um, lives in Cairo. So I, I mean, I had to make sure that the connection is good, everything is good. And thankfully, it was not a live interview. So I spent a bit more time to making sure everything is up and running. And uh, we had a lovely conversation. I learned a great deal in this conversation. And as a matter of fact, there were times when Lisa was thinking about the question or uh, giving me the answer that um, was very uh, authentic and genuine uh, in that moment. We had a good conversation, but after when everything um, was done, honestly, I was thinking, I was thinking about this person. Right now he's getting attention, PR and attention, not for his book, but uh, for his opinion about Salman Rushdie's assault. Mind you that I love Salman Rushdie. I have already explained. I love Salman Rushdie. I interviewed him for a few major international networks. I have read satanic verses and, um, and I have a great respect for Salman Rushdie. But the whole a premise is how come you are talking with people who are anti-Islam, anti-Iran about this matter? Or how come he usually gets the airtime if ever uh, CNN or big networks uh, decide to feature Middle Eastern scholars uh, to get more airtime than anyone else? You see? Anyway, um, so um, of course we didn't, uh, we, we end up not booking him and um, his book, I don't know, selling well or not well, I don't really care, but it was my, uh, my question of how come people like him are getting uh, more attention compared to people who are talking about love and peace and kindness and compassion anyway yeah this was um, my piece about to being a little more peaceful of being a little more peaceful is um, to advocating for peace or to just uh, put, put put aside what is not what is not peaceful thank you so much take care Khoda Hafiz.